Thanks, Brendan. So, thankfully, though, despite the somewhat grim picture that Ecclesiastes and Brendan has talked about, Ecclesiastes is in the middle of the Bible, which means it's not the end of the story. That's not it, you know. The conclusion isn't just meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless, and we can all go home now. Um, So what we actually can do is go back to the very beginning of the Bible. So I think you guys will be looking a bit at Genesis. And um, we have hope because we have a God-given purpose because we were created. The fact that we were created says something about our purpose. So in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it says, God, God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So in that one verse, the word created is repeated three times. So if we want to understand something about our purpose and who we are, here's something really key. You were created by God. Now, why is this significant? All created things have a purpose. Whether it's a good or a bad purpose doesn't matter. So for example, so... Why do you create a timetable for school? It's so you can structure your day, know what subjects and what time you're going where, right? Yeah. And why do you create a fuss? It's because you're angry. You want to express your feels to someone, right? And even if it's something like a bad purpose, everything that's created still has a purpose. So if you have a gun, why are guns created? It's to destroy things. So something else that the fact that we're created means is that our purpose doesn't, sorry, our purpose doesn't actually come from ourselves when we're created. So say, for example, someone is creating, I don't know who, some genius person in the world, is creating like a piano. The purpose of the piano is to be a piano and, I don't know, do what pianos do, have keys, someone someone Asian can come along and play it. Um, But imagine if the piano was like, my purpose is not to be a piano, my purpose is to be a chopping board. Like, it doesn't get to decide that because someone has made the piano and the purpose is to be a piano. Does that make sense? Um, So in the same way, when God is our creator, we don't get to decide what our purpose is. Our purpose actually comes from him and why he created us. Um, So I think sometimes in society, we get this idea that our purpose comes from within. Like, I get to decide my own destiny, and the world is my oyster, and I'll just do what I feel is right. And, um, you know, that's why we ask questions like, oh, what do you want to do with your life? Like, it's all about you, you know? Um, But as Christians, or as someone who believes that actually I've been created by God... It's not up to us. Our purpose is automatically linked to him. It's kind of like who who like looks like quite a lot like their mom. Anyone look like their mom? Yeah, okay. Anyone look like their dad? Do any of you look like your parents? <laughs> Are you all adopted? Um, no. But my, my point is that um, understanding who we are and what we look like is related to who we came from, which is our parents. 
So we kind of look like them because we came from them. So it's the same with God, especially in the verse that says we're made in his image. And it's actually quite comforting because God already has a purpose for us. Um, in Psalm 139, 16, it says, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. So there's comfort for us because there's so much intention behind why you're made. You're not an accident and you're not here to live a meaningless life. God did not create us so we can live a meaningless life and then just die. He created us for so much more. So how do we find out our God-given purpose? Um, It's going to sound cliche, but we go to his word. We ask him and we go to his word because he's told us actually what our purpose is. God doesn't hide our purpose from us. So in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says that all scripture is God-breathed. You know, when we talk about why it's important to read the Bible, it's not just like because we have to or like just because. It's because we believe that it's God-breathed, that it's the very breath of God speaking to us. And in James 1.22-24, it says, Do not merely listen to the word. And so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. So one application point from this little section is do what the word says and obey. But I want to talk about this interesting analogy where it says that listening to the word is like looking at your face in the mirror. It reveals something about who you are and what you look like. Imagine if you never looked at the mirror your whole life. Not even a reflection, nothing. You would never know what you looked like. And in the same way, If someone never read the words of God and really listened to them, they would never know who they are and who they were created to be. And I want to combine that verse with Hebrews 4.12, which says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So the word of God is alive and active. What does that mean? Does it just like doing exercise or something? Um, I don't think exactly, but it means that when you read the Bible, it's not just like when you're reading a textbook at school. It's like, oh yeah, that's nice. It actually speaks into your life. It changes something. It corrects something. It reveals something. And if, the, if listening to the word of God is like a mirror, it doesn't just show us what we look like on the outside, you know? Like, for girls, um, when we look in the mirror, when we look at what's on the outside, we might be like, oh my gosh, like, I've got so many pimples, or like, all oh, my flaws, and my hair's messy, and my snarl's a bit crooked. Um, we can tend to be a bit more, like, self-conscious. But with guys, like... 
Imagine if you looked into the mirror and you saw an x-ray version of yourself. You saw all your bones and all your joints. Imagine if you looked in the mirror and you saw your entire muscular system. Imagine if you looked in the mirror and you saw all your tissues and all your organs and cells. That's deeper, right? So in the same way, when you look at God's word... You actually, it says that it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. You actually get insight into your soul and your spirit, which sounds really weird because we don't know what that looks like. But we can know by reading God's word. So when we read the word of God and we get exposed to it, we get to the heart of the issue, which is about our heart. And, you know, you can't just think about all this deeper psychological stuff by will. Like, even if you're in the shower, you kind of get deep thoughts. But if you want to get, like, super, super deep thoughts, it's kind of hard. You can't just, like, will yourself to do it and sit there and just like, sort of think about my, who I am deeply and why I think the way I think and why I do the things I do. It's actually really difficult. And that's why we have the Word of God to help us. So if we want to find our God-given purpose... We go to what God says in his word. And this is really different because society won't go to the word of God to find our purpose. Our friends won't go to the word of God to find our purpose. Our friends will go to themselves. They might go to celebrities. They might go to social media. They might go to their their parents. Um, So that's a choice that I hope we can make together on this camp is to listen to what God says about what our purpose is. So, as the musos come up, I'm going to finish up now. I just want to encourage you guys that all of us are young, like Brendan said. We have a whole life ahead of us. And so we have a chance to not waste our lives, to start living our God-given purpose now. And some of the best decisions you can make now are decisions to put Jesus at the centre to let his word influence what you think, who you think you are, and live that out. A lot of young people in society don't believe that they have a greater purpose. It's kind of just like, yeah, just do what I want because I'm going to die, or like, just whatever. But God's word says that we do, because we were created in his image, and our creator has a purpose for us. And especially as young people, sometimes society can be like, oh, you're just the young, selfish generation that cares about themselves and is useless. But that's not what God says in the Bible. He actually really believes in young people. And 
I want to read a verse from Jeremiah 1. It says, so Jeremiah says, Alas, sovereign Lord, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you to. And what this means for us is that it doesn't matter how young you are. God can use you and he wants to use you. And he wants you to testify. Like in the Rice Rally 2016 recap video, um, Isaac, he, he comes here, right? But he's not at this camp. Is that his name? Yes. Okay, awesome. Awesome. I've got the thumbs up for Brendan. And it's so cool because like in that video, he's like, tonight I've become a Christian and I will tell others about it too. <laughs> and that's so encouraging. Like how old is he? I don't know. Year 8. Okay. He's in year 8. It doesn't matter how young he is. But God wants to use him. And God wants to use you to fulfill his purposes on the earth. To reach other people so that people can know that he's God. So this weekend, let's connect our seemingly small, insignificant lives with God's humongous cosmic purpose. And make a decision to listen to what God says about who we are and what we're created for. So we're going to be singing a song now called Glorious Ruins. And Brenda has talked about how we all kind of return to dust. And we all are forgotten within the pages of history. But when we choose to look up, we choose to believe in God and his word, what he says, we actually have so much hope. There's lines in the song that goes, Let the ruins come to life, rising up from the ashes, God, forever you reign. God can give purpose to dust people like us. And death is not the end, because we have a much greater hope that we can live for. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing in response. Um, Father God, I thank you that because of you, because we've been created intentionally by a God who knitted us together in our mother's womb. I thank you that we have so much purpose, that our lives on this earth aren't meaningless, but we're not here to just rinse and repeat and then to die and be forgotten in the pages of history, God. Thank you that you tell us that there is something more to this life, that you created us with a bigger purpose. And I pray for all of us um, this weekend, God, that we would hear your voice, that something would change in our hearts, that we would come from this camp changed and having an assurance that it's not all meaningless, God, that you're able to do more than all we ask or imagine in our lives, God. You're able to use young people like us for your amazing purposes to reconcile people to yourself, God. And God, we want to be people that look up to you, God, for our hope. Because you give us a hope that does not put us to shame. And we thank you so much for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.